Lecture topic. Preparation for Ramadan. Go for some holiday somewhere, for some other 
it went somewhere, it was already known in the back of their mind, this is going to be very short length. It's going to be a couple of days, a couple of hours. And for that so much of preparation and so much of things that they do, whatever. But after all that said and done, they know it's just a short length. Very short things are going to have to be done. Very short things are going to have And sometimes that thing doesn't go the way to hold it. Some problem comes out, some issue comes out, the person is standing, they were stuck somewhere. All these things happen. But yet for the world, we put so much forward in it. We put so many sacrifices for it. But it's very short enough job. But it's short enough excitement. We go out of our way, we make sacrifices. People save up their life savings and they spend it on just some, something that they just want to go out no time just for some fleeting enjoyment. But after the few hours, few days, even if everything went as we hoped it would go, all over. And Jannat is never ending. And the joy of Jannat are never ending. And the greatness of Jannat is never ending. Of this great Jannat, which Allah Ta'ala has prepared for his five servants, in the Hadith Sharif and the Kareem Salaam says, Allah Ta'ala says, أَعْدَتُ لِعِبَادِ الصَّالِحِينَ ما لا عين رأت ولا قلوب سمعت ولا خطر على قلب بشر. Another thing is to pray for my five servants. The foundation of piety is iman, and then together with iman, the amal. Allah forbid if a person gets this world without amal, then because of the iman, they will certainly go to jail someday. But they could end up going through the cleansing process of jannah first. So, the Imam and Amal, the combination of this, this is what will inshallah take a person directly to Jannah. Allah Ta'ala says that I prepare for my five servants, people of Imam, and together with that they have Amal, they go straight. What has been prepared for them? Mala Ali what no eye has seen. Person could have gone to any part of the world and maybe didn't even go there and saw some picture or some scenery, subhanallah, or jumping, whatever. But the, what the eye has seen is not even anything compared to what Allah has prepared in Jannah. But no ear has heard of Now what we see, what we hear, many things we hear, many things we see. But the imagination, there's no limit to what we can imagine. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِ بَشَرْنُوا حَاقًا إِمَاجِنِينَ So Ramadan, this is such a great occasion and there's so much that is achieved in this time by the five servants of Allah Ta'ala that out of this appreciation for their efforts, even Jannat is further along. Now already, the description of Jannat is beyond description. Like we understood in this Hadith Shaleem, that no eye has seen it, no ear has heard, heard about it, it cannot even cross, the reality of it cannot even cross anybody's mind. You can let his imagination run loose and imagine the best of things, but you can't imagine it. This Jannah, which is already so great, it is further gone for the fasting, for those who are going to be fasting. So SubhanAllah, what this highlights for us is, that what is the value of the month of Ramadan? What is the value of the fasting? What is the value of the A'mal in this Mubarak time? Now that is what we have to understand and appreciate that 
بہت
This is what taqwa is all about. And a person has his deep muhammad for Allah Ta'ala and builds his relationship with Allah Ta'ala. And a person has a very close relationship with somebody, he has his very close bond. So now, it's not a dry thing like an employee. Person now just gets his job done once his wages are gone. There's a relationship. So likewise, when there is this relationship with Allah Ta'ala, we worship Him out of love. We perform salah out of muhabbat. Tilawah of the Quran Sharif will be out of the love of Allah Ta'ala. Yes, we'll be motivated by the various rewards that have been mentioned. And to aspire to those rewards is 100% in order. After all, that is what the purpose of mentioning the rewards are. That we should aspire for that. But over and above that, the primary thing that will drive a person forward there will be the Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala. That even if there was no reward mentioned, that didn't matter. But this is going to bring one closer to Allah Ta'ala, so I want to do it. The Muhammad of Allah will drive one forward. The Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala will make one follow the Mubarak way of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in everything. That to the extent that one gets close to Allah Nabi Sallallahu to that extent, they will be this closest to Allah so this is what the Mubarak month of Ramadan has been given to us for. And we need to now start preparing for it. One example of what the month of Ramadan, how we should be looking at it for our purposes, because that's how we generally understand things. You must see how the material benefit comes out of it. So supposing there was this announcement that on the first of Ramadan, person is going to be given, every person is given on small little machine. And you have to press the button, you know, not just each time you press the button, then one 200 load will come out. Or you have to turn some lever, and every time you turn it, one 200 load will come out. And you have this just for one month, and then it's gone. Maybe the next Ramadan it might come, but you have it just for this one month. Now, we know ourselves, if we were given such a machine, Every time you press the button, but you will have to press the button. There's no automatic button here or some settings that you set it and you will sleep and you will carry on. You have to manually press that button. So, can we think about ourselves as doing anything else for the one month but pressing that button or turning that lever? And supposing somebody tells us beforehand that look, you see this lever, it's not so easy to turn it. You turn it one time round, then the 200 load comes out. But this thing requires some strength. Because it's not that, oh, the button, it requires some, you have to press it hard, then it activates. So after a while, your fingers get tired, or your hand gets tired. So if your hand is not strong enough, your fingers are not strong enough, after one hour, two hours, you won't be able to press the thing. Now everybody else is pressing their own turning their own levers and handles and buttons, they got no time to do something for anybody else. So in other words, if you don't have strength in your arm, in your fingers, after a couple of hours you're going to be then out of the counter. You're going to lose out big time. Then now you go rest it for two hours, three hours, and then you come back, two, three hours time, you lost out a lot. Then it will go without saying that our immediate concern will be the how is the arm now? What's going to strengthen the fingers? They say, well, all these exercises. Now, you do these exercises, 
from now, you see two months in advance, you exercise and all these different things, you carry these weights, you do this, that and the other, then you'll be able to go through for the whole month maybe, non-stop. So any one of us will get 200% ready for those exercises. And in between somebody comes and tells us that look, we're going for an outing or something like sorry, I, this exercise schedule now will get disrupted. I need to sort out the, or make sure I get the schedule of exercise done right. I can't afford to be weak at the time when the machine comes to me. So now for the material benefit, you do all these things. You start exercising in advance, like people who want small little wedding that they will get for running on marathon for six months in advance they are training. Now this is the material gain, but material gain is for how long? Very short period. We have no idea whether it will be with us for long, whether we are gone or the is gone. And then sometimes that brings so many problems along with that. So what Ramadan will bring is everlasting benefit and bounty in Jannah. And even the burqat in this life. Now what exercises have we started for the month of Ramadan? What preparation, spiritual preparation have we commenced? That's the very important question for ourselves, for myself, for all, that what preparations have I made for the Mubarak month of Ramadan? So now the preparations are very important. There's one saying in English where you see proper prior planning prevents pathetic performance. A very long line, all the words start off with P. But now if all this is in place, there's one more P in the end, then there'll be a pass, pass with flying colors. And if this proper prior planning doesn't take place, and if it results in pathetic performance, then there'll still be another P in the end, that the result is very poor. Oh, it might be the other effort, Allah forbid. So now the point is that for dunya, this, this whole line was coined for dunya. Somebody who wants to make sure that the dunya is never lost. So now people have to work as a team. And in order to maximize the profits for himself, he had to now put in all these fancy slogans for them. And he had to now motivate them with this. So now people working for him, they tell them proper prior planning prevents pathetic performance. All understood. So all now started planning. Because if it comes to pathetic performance, then it could mean that now I might lose my job. So now in order to secure the job, to secure the bonus, and secure the incentives, and whatever else, I have to now do the planning also. Let us plan. Month of Ramadan is very, very close to us. Let us plan. The planning is the sincere intention. That what am I going to do in the month of Ramadan in terms of using this Mubarak time correctly to the best benefit? How am I going to use the time in a way that I can truly attain the object of Ramadan, get close to Allah Ta'ala? That is the planning that we have to start doing. The genuine deep intention. Part of this planning is that how am I going to structure my time? What are going to be my targets? Some part of the day, how much parts of the day I'm going to be engaging in the of the Quran What's my minimum target? How much must I 
try and target to make sure that I make so much of tilawat at least daily. And likewise, time, dedicated time for zikr, tasbihat, in the morning, in the evening, so not to put in a program that at least so much of Guru Sharif, Amnuri Sahib, so much of istighfar daily, and then some dedicated time for dua. All this is, apart from this, Hada Amal as well. So this is what we need to start planning. Because when there's a plan in place, inshallah, it will help to avoid pathetic performance. And if there's no plan in place, then you say we just go with it, go with the flow. Allah forbid some people get around us and they flow in a different direction, we flow with them. Because we just going with the flow. So now we need to plan ourselves and then help to plan our families as well. So for this we start off with the talim of the Fazail of Ramadan, the virtues of Ramadan, the Shaykh al-Hadith, Mahathir, This will motivate everybody to try and put in the correct effort for the month of Ramadan and make the effort to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So this is one very important point that we make this intention. One is the intention in terms of A'mal, but the intention in terms of the actual object of Ramadan, the object of fasting, which is Taqwa. So now to make that determined intention that inshallah, I am going to try my utmost to bring my life into, in order to bring it on track, I want to become Allah conscious. I want to become a muttaqi, person of taqwa, person of the consciousness of Allah. I want to refrain from all wrong, all sin, all vice. So now that is also part of the plan and the intention. Then the second thing is sincere tawbah and a lot of istighfar. Tawbah is to repent, to beg Allah for forgiveness and to repent. Repentance refers to number one, giving up the sin. If a person is indulging in some wrong, to make toba for that, to give it up, step one. And to feel, number two, very importantly, to feel the remorse and regret. Why did I do this? How did I fall to something of this nature? And this is such a great ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala for all these countless bounties and favors. What if my mouth came in such a condition? To think deeply in that manner and feel that remorse and regret, this is the second aspect. Then the third aspect is that the person now has a firm resolve that inshallah I will never go back to this. That is now called Tawbah. So now to make Tawbah from now, while one very important reason for the Toba is we don't know when our mouth will come. And Allah forbid we have a Toba, this can become a serious problem for us. So immediately we should be making Toba. There should be no delay in this, no procrastination. The mouth will come at any time. And then, then once mouth comes, it's too late to make any Toba at that time. But the other thing is that the Toba and then the Abundant istighfar daily, seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, istighfarullah, la ilaha illallah, the subhanahu wa ta'ala, the subhanahu wa or astaghfirullah, rabbim, kulli rabbim, wa atubu ilayhi. Shortest formula is astaghfirullah, very deeply, each time feeling that the heart is being scrubbed. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, deeply feeling the heart being scrubbed. The very important aspect in this regard, before Ramadan especially, is that this 
sincere toba and abundant istighfar. Inshallah, the Fazl of Allah Ta'ala, our sins will get forgiven and will get cleaned out. This becomes the means of tawfiq to then apply oneself correctly in the month of Ramadan. Otherwise, sins are like a shackle. It's like a heavy chain, shackle on one's legs. And the person is shackled, is chained up somewhere, wants to walk but he can't walk. Oh, it's like that heavy shackle now, you can't carry the weight around. Sins become a very weighty thing in a person's life, it drags him down, it shackles him, holds him back. From what? If a person, well, such a person now, the thought of some wrong, some further vice comes, he'll have every energy to do it. Without any hesitation, every energy, but some good action, righteousness, such a person now to hold the Quran Sharif, very difficult. But to hold the phone for one hour, no problem. It's not a matter of the ways. The Quran Sharif can be keeping it on a distance of the Muslim. So even not holding it in our hands, but to turn those pages become very hard. Or to move the lips to really recite the Quran Sharif, very difficult. But to talk for five hours, non-stop sometimes, no problem, I think I know. This futile talk, idle talk, there is no limit to it. But to move the lips in the recitation of the Quran for half an hour, one hour, very, very difficult. It's not that in itself is difficult, it's something else is making it difficult. Now can you imagine a person trying to run, but he has this heavy chains tied to his legs. So it's loose, but it's heavy. Now you have to drag this along. So let alone run, you can't even walk fast. You can't even walk at it with ease. Allah forbid, this is what sins do. They become a mighty weight on a person. And now that weight is only in the path of righteousness. Now the person wants to make love of the Quran Chani, but there's no drive towards it, no energy. It's become such a weight. Person wants to make some nafil salah, very, very difficult. Let alone the nafil salah, the salah, which is sunnah and Person is looking how to cut corners here, oh, then skipping it entirely. And then during the day, the person is fasting, but just in that short time of the day, to refrain from sins also becomes such a difficulty for him that now he's fasting also, and the sins are still carrying on. The sins of the eyes, the sins of the ears, of the tongue, and Allah forbid what not can you So the point is that we have to make sincere tawbah. So that with the tawbah being inshallah sincere, Allah forgive us that this weight and what's dragging us down inshallah will, will disappear. Now the person will feel enthusiastic, will feel energetic. And that energetic person can now very easily move toward what towards what is required. Then the tongue will continue in the recitation of tilawah for hours. And speaking idle talk will be very difficult. That will make one feel very uncomfortable, very uneasy that now I should be spending this time in tilawah, it's Ramadan. And likewise, make the effort to perform nafil salah, to wake up for the hajjul, which we are waking up for safety. What a wonderful time. It's the time now to take advantage of the hundred as well if you haven't been drinking before. So now, so, so
So many things will become so easy when the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala comes. And when it comes, Allah Ta'ala says to me, get rid of the sin. Allah will open the door. So now this is what we have to make sense here. Toba, istighfar, and beg Allah's forgiveness and come back to Allah Ta'ala. Now when a person has made sense here, Toba, then that will start transforming things. will start turning things around. Then screen time will become Quran time. Otherwise, how many hours? Once in a while, end up talking to somebody, come for some, discuss some matter or whatever the case is. So then in the process, ask the person, okay, what's your screen time? So many know this screen time. It seems like you're looking at the human track. Sometimes some just say, I think it's probably about anything between three and four hours. Now they don't know for sure who, but they know this much that it is minimum three hours. And there's many a person, he has the full idea of what is his screen time. You can tell him it's four and a half hours last night. Three and a half hours. Or three and a half hours, four and a half hours of the day is gone in screen time. And 95% of the time, that screen time is for futility. And then Quran time. Quran time, but somehow half an hour, then maybe 15 minutes, or maybe 5 minutes, and somebody 1 minute and nothing. So what a tragedy. It will be a very great loss, very, very great loss, if any time is just spent in futility. Of Ramadan now, any time is spent in futility, that too will be a very great loss. But Allah forbid, Allah forbid, what a tragedy this would be, what a terribly great tragedy this would be, if even in the month of Ramadan, the screen time exceeded Quran time. Even in this Mubarak month, the time that was to be spent in the love of the Quran great personalities, Imam Malik, great Muhaddis, teaching Hadith the whole day and engaging so many daily efforts. And this great Imam of Fiqh, the Maliki Mazhab is based on the Fiqh of Imam Malik. So he was not somebody that was sitting idly the whole day. He was very much engrossed and fully busy the whole day in work in disseminating deen, in teaching hadith, disseminating hadith, in fiqh. But yet when the month of Ramadan comes, he would say that the month of the Quran Sharif has come. So now everything else on pause and all the time Quran Sharif. So they might be engaging in other amal as well, nothing. Salah as well, various other things. And much of their tilawat was in nothing salah. So that was side by side happening all the time. But the point is that what they meant was maximize the time in Tilawat. Now our maximum time is still in screen time, and Tilawat is still minimum time. What a tragedy that will be. And Quran Sharif, the month of Ramadan being the month of the Quran Sharif, the relationship with Ramadan and Quran Sharif is so evident from this very ayat, when Allah says, Shahru Ramadan, Alladhi unjila fihi Quran. Allah Ta'ala is highlighting what is the greatness of Ramadan. It's so great, you can't imagine one of the signs of understanding how great it is. It is that month in which the Qur'an Sharif was given. Meaning the Qur'an Sharif first came from the Lord Mahfuz, from the preserved cabinet to the seventh heaven in one book form. That came all at one time in the month of Ramadan. And thereafter it was revealed gradually over 23 years. And one explanation is that the first wahi that came was in the month of Ramadan. 
Allah Ta'ala selected the month of Ramadan for the first wahi, Ikra' bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. This is highlighting the greatness of Ramadan. Like a person now uh, says that, okay, what a great bonus this person got, passed away on the Jumu'ah, the month of Ramadan, and that too was you know, in the Haram Sharif. And all these sanctities are all combined. Allah Ta'ala says, see how sanctified, how great the month of Ramadan is, that this was the time and the month selected for the revelation of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala So now to recognize this greatness and appreciate this greatness. So we should now, especially the phone, all the social media, all these other things, just to completely shut it off. All the social media, we don't have to put out all the pictures of all the eats we made and what we had for iftar. Everybody is having iftar, inshallah. And they don't need to know what we have for iftar. And make dua for us, we make dua for them. If there's something to share with them, we send it to them. But those pictures, they're not going to get any, any nourishment out of the pictures. So that just wastes our time and their time. And sometimes it becomes a different competition. In the month of Ramadan, the month of Ramadan is the month of competition. It is the month of competition. In one hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim said that Allah Ta'ala looks at your competition in the month of Ramadan. But the Sahaba didn't have to ask for competition. They knew and they were competing. It was the competition in making more amal. That they were competing in tilawat of the Quran Sharif. For the Shaykh al-Hadith Ma'am Zakariya Sahaba in Fazail Ramadan where one point he says that out of just expressing the favors of Allah Ta'ala, the hadith of Ni'mah, I'm mentioning this, and Alhamdulillah, the woman folk of the house, of the family, and many now, the extended family, he says that together with all their household chores, and in the month of Ramadan, they didn't have those huge freezes that we have nowadays to step all the eats of Ramadan in advance. Everything was freshly done. They you know, had no such arrangements that they could do things in advance. And then they didn't have the buttons to press to do many of the things that we can do at the press of a button. Those things that are done nowadays at the press of a button, those things also have to be done manually. And many a times in that period of time, that flour was first crushed in the hole. That wheat, that grain was first crushed in the hole. So that flour also, let alone now the regular roti, rather that flour still had to be crushed and produced. Now with all that, he says, many mashallah make 15 paras tilawat a day, and some 18 paras tilawat a day, and they compete with one another, not to say that I am better than you, but who can try and get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So you also try, and I also try, and we'll compete with one another to get closer. Now subhanallah, that is the competition. Who can give more sadaqah in the month of Ramadan? Not to boast, but not for the sake of pride. But this becomes a means of encouraging one another. That there's a healthy competition. We all need to do the best. So now we're going to compete to see who can do the best for Allah. So now more tilawat of the Quran Sharif, more nawafil, more tasbihat, more time in dua, more sadaqah. These are all the amal that are supposed to be trying to maximize in the month of Ramadan. Now this is what we have to try and engage ourselves in. And in order to gain the profit to do this, this is what's the need. That we make sincere tawbah and istighfar to try and now
clear the obstacles out of the path so that you don't become deprived in the month of Ramadan. Then the one more thing for now to work towards that the preparation for Ramadan requires becoming accustomed to it. When a person is accustomed to what has to be done, then it's very easy to do it. And otherwise not. Very often nowadays, there's sometimes some complaint, somebody now got married, and after some days now, there's already problems. So many times, the young girl now who just is recently married, so now she's, the question is put to her, what's the problem? He had all these complaints. So she says, but I was never used to being this. I was never used to being it. She says, but she no, no, just prior to marriage, I was taught how to do it, how to do these various tasks, but I was never used to being it. I learned it, but since I'm not used to being it, not doing it every day, every other day, I can't manage it now. It's too much for me. So that unfortunately becomes a situation because the whole focus is on something else. Every girl has to become an academic. She has to become a professor. She has to have high flying degrees. But when the husband is hungry, he can't eat that certificate that she's got from somewhere. That's not going to be any nourishment. And this is a very different lifestyle. That is put in with the lifestyle of being. The lifestyle of being, mashallah, is the, the mother is the queen of the home. And she was groomed to be in the home. And she, she keeps the whole family going. And it is in her lap that the awliya are born. And it is she who raises those children who then become assets for the whole woman. And it is she who keeps that entire family bonded because of how she manages everything. So this is the very important aspect. This is just a digression. The same thing unfortunately applies here that at the time when Ramadan comes, we went prepared and we didn't get accustomed to the Amal. We left it and Ramadan comes on scene. So now Ramadan came away, but now we didn't do these things before that. We didn't spend more time in Tilawat, but there was no Tilawat of Allah Fawad, or more time in some Tasbihah, more dedicated time towards Dua. So now Ramadan came, two, three days, five days, there's some Josh, there's a Tumul of Iksa, Zeal, and everything starts with Why? Because we're not used to it. So now we have to get used to it from now. So we start spending more time in Tilawat from now, more time in Zikr, in Dua, in Tasbihah, in Ta'meen. From now to this commences, inshallah, by the time Ramadan comes, we will be very much into the momentum of things, and now it will be easy to continue with it, and to build up upon it. So these are few things that we should, inshallah, look towards, and try to focus ourselves in. Month of Ramadan is a month of acceptance of Dua. In the month of Ramadan, Allah assigns the Malaika who are very, very special Malaika, who are holding the Arsh of Allah. They are assigned with an additional task that you must say Ameen to the Duas of the fasting people. But now we, the whole day is gone with this, that, the other, we didn't make Dua. So we lost out so much. So we start off from now, dedicating some time to Dua, Nawakil Salah, every nothing action a person does, he gets the reward of one farm in the month of Ramadan. And every farm is multiplied 70 times. So this is a season. And when season comes, business season comes, whatever people now just dedicate themselves to maximize the benefit of it. 
we should prepare ourselves mentally, spiritually to maximize the benefit. Inshallah, we will see the great benefits that will come to us in dunya also. And the real case of these benefits is the akhirah. And the greatest of all is to Allah Allah's pleasure. Allah becomes pleased. Allah becomes happy with us. Allah becomes happy with us. Iktu mera or sab mera. Falak mera zameen hai. Allah, if you are mine, then everything is mine. But iktu nahi mera or koi shay nahi hai. Allah, if you are not mine, then no matter what I think I have also, it's not mine. Those very things become a problem for me. Allah, you therefore make everything. Make me yours, then everything becomes what? Everything is mine as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfeeq that we focus correctly in this Mubarak month. From now we start preparing ourselves just to finish off of one more aspect. The 15th of Shaban is now around the corner. And again a very, very great occasion. A very great auspicious occasion. Allah Ta'ala's special rahmat descends and forgiveness comes. This is part of Allah's grace and mercy to provide an opportunity to Islamas to clean up. But now they'll turn to Allah Ta'ala, they'll make sincere Tawbah as the far. Should have happened two months ago, but nevertheless, another opportunity. Now we just make some stop and think. There's now just two weeks left for Ramadan. Now, among the things to clean up is Tawbah in general, as we discussed already. But if you look at the virtues and also the warnings of those who get deprived on the 15th of Shaban, then there's a very, very close link with Hukukul Ibad, the rights of people and the relationships with people. Among those who get deprived of the very great blessings of the 15th of Shaban, those who cut family ties, who sever relationships, they stop talking to family people, relatives, etc. or some issue, whatever. It is a problem that needs to be addressed, it should be addressed. But that does not mean that we should be cutting ties with people. Then those who are disobedient to their parents, they get deprived of the very great mercy of this night. Those who commit shift, that's a relationship with Allah. And those who do these kind of things, that's a relationship with people. So it's a matter of correcting our relationships and cleaning our accounts. So now this is also a very important preparation for Ramadan, that together with making Tawbah for all sins in general, we also correct and rectify our relationship with Allah Ta'ala most first and foremost, also with people around Allah Tabarakallah وجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتبفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف النعام 